Hello and welcome to Dr. Jones's Veterinary Secrets Podcast. This is episode 92. In today's podcast, I'm discussing dog anxiety, aggression, and links to the gut. What is ozone therapy and how it can help your pets? Natural remedies for wildfire smoke. Plus, who's happier, dog owners or cat owners? Veterinary Secrets is on all your favorite podcast apps, including Spotify, iTunes, and Stitcher. I'd love it if you'd subscribe to my podcast and leave a review. Questions or comments, feel free to post a comment on my blog at veterinarysecrets.com forward slash blog. Lastly, I encourage you to get a copy of my free book, Natural Health for Dogs and Cats, by going here, veterinarysecrets.com forward slash news. Now let's get right into today's podcast dog anxiety and aggression and links to the gut anxiety and aggression are common problems of dogs in fact it is estimated that up to 70 percent of behavioral problems in dogs can be attributed to some form of anxiety according to the journal of veterinary behavior as strange as it sounds the bacteria that live in your dog's gut may affect their mood and therefore their behavior Evidence suggests that the gut influences the brain and these two are constantly communicating with each other. In this article, as Dr. Sarah Davidson of Animal Biome has said, she's going to explain what the gut microbiome is and how it can communicate with the brain via the gut-brain axis. Um, As well, you're also going to hear about certain research which suggests that certain behavioral problems in dogs may be fueled in part by imbalances in the gut microbiome. In the future, we may be able to positively impact our dog's moods and behaviors by altering their gut. Understanding bacteria in the gut. Most people associate the digestive system with the job of processing food. You know, the digestive tracts, both people and animals, they're filled with trillions of tiny organisms, bacteria, fungi, viruses, and others. Collectively, this is called the gut microbiome. These organisms help break down the food, create fuel that feeds cells throughout the body. They also support the immune system and regulate metabolism to help maintain a healthy weight. But that's not all that these bacteria do for their hosts. Studies in both animals and people are finding important connections between gut bacteria and the brain that influence emotions, including psychological disorders such as anxiety and depression. Recent evidence is also implicating these tiny organisms in influencing the emotions of dogs, possibly causing anxiety that in some cases may lead to aggressive behaviors. Bacteria in the gut that communicate with the brain. Gut bacteria make chemicals that communicate with the brain through nerves and hormones. This connection between the gut and the brain is called the gut-brain axis. In people, clinical studies are finding that gut bacteria send important chemical messages to the brain and these chemical messages can have a big impact on one's mood. The effects depend on which bacteria are in the gut because different bacteria make different chemicals. Certain bacteria make chemicals that can have a calming effect while others may promote depression and anxiety. The anxious gut and your dog's well-being. Most of the research to sort out how gut bacteria are talking to the brain was studied in non-human animals. That's good news for pet parents because these studies are very relevant to your pet's health. For example, feeding mice certain probiotic bacteria, lactobacillus and bifidobacterium, resulted in chemicals being sent to regions of the mouse brain that regulate emotions. These bacteria sent signals that decrease anxiety and depression in these mice. 
but could microbiomes in your dogs also have effects on their emotional well-being? Well, it's quite possible, according to a new study on dogs, that investigated possible gut microbiome links to anxiety and aggression. The study sampled gut bacteria from 31 dogs confiscated from a home where a dog fighting ring was taking place. Researchers assessed each dog for aggressive behaviors and then divided them into two groups, dogs that displayed clear, clear aggression and dogs that were not aggressive towards other dogs. After analyzing their gut microbiome by carefully sampling their poop, the researchers found that certain groups of bacteria tended to be present in higher levels in the aggressive dogs. Their conclusion was that certain kinds of bacteria in the gut microbiome may be linked with aggressive and other anxious behaviors. The researchers made an important point that anxiety is sometimes linked to aggressive behaviors. Indeed, anxious dogs are more likely to show aggressive behaviors than their non-anxious counterparts. So is it possible to address behavioral issues such as anxiety by shifting the doggy microbiome? While consulting with a dog trainer is imperative if you have an anxious or aggressive dog, it is equally important that the dog has good health. Health conditions such as atopic dermatitis, chronic digestive issues can make a dog uncomfortable and anxious and are associated with imbalances in gut bacteria. The gut microbiome is an ever-changing ecosystem that is impacted by many factors including diet, medications you know, such as antibiotics and the environment. Evidence is now growing that it is possible to change the signals from the gut bacteria to help calm emotions, decrease inflammation, and increase overall health and well-being. While there is still much to learn, it is quite clear that the gut microbiome plays a very important role in countless physical and psychological processes in our dogs. That's why we say that a healthy pet starts with a healthy gut. You know, to find out more about your dog's gut health, you can consider a microbiome test kit from Animal Biome that tells you precisely what's living inside your dog's gut. Based on your dog's results, the microbiome report includes tailored recommendations for supplements to shift the microbiome community to support beneficial bacteria associated with lower levels of anxiety and aggression. What is ozone therapy and how can it help your dog or cat? Ozone therapy has been used for people and animal healing worldwide for over 100 years. By increasing oxygen in the body, ozone has been shown to provide many health benefits. Ozone therapy decreases inflammation, pain and swelling, and also activates the body's immune system. It has been shown to be a useful treatment for a wide variety of cases where there's damaged tissue such as wounds, abscesses, joint and ligament injuries. In veterinary medicine, it has recently been more discussed as an alternate cancer treatment. Currently, ozone therapy and hyperbaric treatments, which bring easy, soluble oxygen to target tissues, are being proven effective for treating viruses, fungi, and bacteria, and for general health improvement anytime there is inflammation and damaged tissue. In addition to medical uses, ozone is a great disinfectant used for livestock water tanks, cattle embryo transfer, swimming pools, spas, water treatment systems, and even used for athletes recovering from injury. So how does it work? Well, ozone contains three oxygen atoms, which react in the tissue as it breaks down to ordinary oxygen, O2, and a reactive singlet oxygen molecule that can combine with chemicals and other molecules. Free from side effects, this is an extremely safe therapy that works in a number of ways. First, it's working by decreasing inflammation. When you have inflammation, swelling, bruising, infection, cancer, and trauma to the tissue, 
there are higher amounts of carbon dioxide within the tissue. This increased amount of CO2 contributes to inflammation and pain. Increasing the amount of oxygen delivered to the tissue in the form of reactive ozone decreases inflammation, pain, swelling, and helps increase healing. Number two, activating the immune system. Ozone therapy has been shown to activate the immune system by stimulating cytokine production. Cytokines are considered the messenger cells, you know, such as interferons and interleukins, which set off a cascade reaction of positive changes throughout the immune system. Ozone also promotes the production of the glutathione peroxidase and other enzymes forming the cell wall coating, thereby enhancing cellular immunity. Ozone also works by inactivating bacteria, viruses, fungi, yeast, and protozoa. You know, healthy cells, they're surrounded by an enzyme coating, which ozone doesn't penetrate, but bacteria and viruses have no such coating. Ozone therapy disrupts the integrity of the bacterial cell envelope through oxidation, um, certain fats on the outside of the cell wall, as well as the outside of the viruses. I said, you know, consider the one thing of chronic ear infection, chronic otitis, which often has multiple organisms as a primary or secondary invaders. A real good option in this case is ozone treatment. So how would you give it? How, does it, how is this given in veterinary practice? Well, there's a few different ways. One is to percolate it into saline fluids, that's just like sodium chloride you might give via IV or via a flush. So you're increasing the amount of oxygen in that saline fluid. And then it's used as a flush to decrease inflammation and pain to wounds for the bladder, rectum, ear, nose. It can be given IV or via sub-Q fluids to be absorbed through the capillaries or the sub-Q tissue. It can also be percolated through olive oil with or without essential oils for the skin. It can be given as a gas via catheter internally or by sealing a wounded area in a bag. Old IV bags work well. It can be absorbed through the caudal rectal vein. Lastly, it can also be injected as a gas into the joints via prolotherapy injection. There are some of the alternative veterinary clinics are starting to integrate ozone therapy and if, say if you've got an animal that has some of these serious chronic inflammatory disorders, not responding to some of the conventional, even the alternative pain treatments, and or has cancer, uh, I would encourage you to contact your veterinarian, have them put you in touch with a holistic integrative veterinarian um, who's going to consider, you know, not just herbs, acupuncture, homeopathy, chiropractor. Also consider, you know, ozone therapy as an alternative option. What are some natural remedies for wildfire smoke? So currently what's happening in the Western United States really is heartbreaking, devastating. We've got these massive wildfires that have affected millions of people and animals. You know, currently right now as I'm looking out my window, all I see is smoke. And much of this smoke has drifted up to Western Canada. Now I really am grateful that though that all I need to be concerned about is smoke and not these wildfires at my doorstep. Well, the immediate threats to life and property are amongst the foremost concern. Smoke particles can have an impact on our lungs or pets' lungs. Now, how can you tell if smoke is affecting yourself, my dogs, my cats? Here are some of the clinical signs. Red or watery eyes, nasal discharge, inflammation of the throat or mouth, or in some animals, reluctance to eat hard food, persistent cough, phlegm wheeze, scratchy throat or irritated sinuses. Trouble breathing, including open mouth breathing, more noise when breathing, or fast breathing. More typical seen in our dogs and cats. Fatigue or weakness, disorientation, uneven gait, stumbling, reduced appetite or thirst. Are this more applicable to us? Headaches. 
what are some of the ways to limit exposure to smoke? Well, first of all, starting with the common sense thing. I mean, you're trying to stay indoors as much as possible, keeping the doors and window windows closed. Likewise, yourselves, your dogs, your cats, you're keeping your pets indoors as much as you can. Bring outdoor pets into room with good ventilation, such as utility room, garage, or bathroom. M make sure you're moving potentially dangerous products out of there, pesticides, so your pets can't reach them. Especially if you've got pet birds, the smoke is really, really tough on them. Not only do you want them inside away from the smoke, you really want to be having uh, some type of ventilation system. You need to be keeping the indoor air clean. You just don't fry or boil foods. Try to limit vacuuming, burning candles, not using your fireplace obviously, or smoking anything. That's going to add smoke particles, any type of particles to your house. Some people are using the N95 mask for themselves. They may offer some protection. Ideally, you're going to have some type of filter in your house. If you have a HEPA filter, high efficiency particulate air filter, that would be awesome. Um, and But avoid vacuuming. You don't want to be stirring up additional dust. But what are some other additional ways you can help support your health, your pet's health? First of all, consider steam inhalation. You can be adding 10 drops of lavender essential oil to one cup of nearly boiling water into a bowl. Or you can add this to a vaporizer. One study showed this, that they, it was a study on mice, and they found that lavender oil might suppress inflammation of mucus in the respiratory system, as well as being helpful for people that have bronchial asthma. This suggests that lavender oil might be a good treatment for COPD. So really, it can be beneficial. And we are giving it via a vaporizer. It's very safe for your dogs and your cats. Use a herbal eye wash to help soothe irritated eyes. Um, you can find this at any good local health food store. You can just use normal saline. And another real simple option is to use a tea, herbal tea, as a wash, right? So you can just use green tea, you can use black tea, something even milder like chamomile tea. Um, increase water intake, help to reduce scratch your own scratchy throat, coughing and dry nasal passages. Encourage, encourage your dog to eat. Uh, drink more if they can. Make sure you're feeding your cat more canned food. Or at least you're going to increase their fluid intake. For people, and make sense with their animals, they're, they're suggesting increasing intake of anti-inflammatory foods. You know, garlic, turmeric, ginger, a grain leafy vegetables, fatty fish, nuts, beets, apples, etc. Increasing intake of high antioxidant foods. Some of the berries, you know, blueberries, el elderberries, cranberries. You can consider these supplemental antioxidants, and this one in particular, NAC or N-acetylcysteine. Um, it's been shown that smoke will cause inflammation via oxidative damage, and this one antioxidant in particular, NAC, has been shown to be great help for help cleaning up the debris. And it's been used for a array of different conditions where our animals they can have specific lung inflammatory lung disease. And they have all this excess mucus, NAC or N-acetylcysteine. There are some other herbs that are considered important for respiratory support. Marshmallow root, yerba, mullen, eclampane, and licorice. And I've talked about these in the past. And they're a really good, good option. If you've got an animal that's showing some respiratory signs, it's considered a combination of licorice and honey. And, you know, ideally one of the teas, right? So you could just make yourself up, you know, an anti-inflammatory tea, i.e. a green tea. Add in, so one cup of an anti-inflammatory tea, add in one mil of licorice root, it's one cc of the liquid licorice root per 20 pounds of body weight, and then add in a tablespoon of honey. That's a really good option. Um, and you can mix that in, just throw that into your dog's water. It's a really good option. We've got an animal that's got some respiratory signs, secondary to smoke inhalation. And lastly, you can consider these herbal stress support adaptogens. Consider ashwagandha. 
rhodiola, um, lemon balm, passion flower. Some of those ones that are anti-anxiety, right? Because not only are you trying to deal with one, you know, the smoke, the primary inflammation from the lungs, but also just, you know, the secondary changes that are going along with being confined inside um, and, you know, anxiety that goes along with like what's going on. Maybe adding in a passion flower tea, mixing that into the water. If you're going to add in, say a bit of maybe adding in a little bit of honey and a little bit of licorice root is a really good it's like all-around option to try to treat some of the things that are going on especially if your animal is showing clinical signs so who's happier dog owners or cat owners well according to this recent study they claim that dog owners are happier people say dogs are a man's best friend and according to a new survey these people are right the general social survey which is run by social research organization at the University of Chicago, found that 36% of dog owners report being very happy compared to just 18% of cat owners. Of course, having a dog might not be the only thing contributing to a person's happiness levels. For example, the survey findings as reported in the Washington Post also reveal that dog owners are more likely to be married and all own homes than cat owners both of which are factors known to contribute towards life satisfaction. This organization has been gathering data on the attitudes, behaviors, and attributes of Americans since 1972, tracking everything from participants' marijuana habits to their relationship status. Sample sizes vary each year, but tend to range from 1,500 to 3,000 adults. Um, this, though, isn't the org only organization looking into the benefits of owning a dog versus a cat, in one recent study of 2,000 adults, uh, they found that dog owners walk an average of 870 miles a year, which not only reveal they tend to be fitter than non-dog owners, but they also have overall improved levels of mental health and reduced stress levels. Meanwhile, another 2016 study found that dog owners scored higher on all aspects of well-being when compared to those with cats. But cat owners shouldn't despair yet. Sure, your feline creature may, might ignore you when you call its name because it chooses not to acknowledge your existence, but previous research has touted the mental and physical benefits of owning a pet in general. Yes, any pet. One survey of a thousand dog and cat owners over the age of 55 from last year found that pet owners are more likely to be satisfied in their jobs while almost half of those surveys said they never feel lonely thanks to their pet. Other researchers claim that owning a pet can lead to improved cardiovascular health and lower blood pressure, while simply bonding with a pet has been linked to soothing symptoms of depression. Okay, well, that's interesting and good to know. Are dog owners, dog parents happier than pet, pet and cat parents? Perhaps, according to this survey, obviously it's individual. I know some pretty darn happy cat parent people some not so happy dog parent people so there you go uh thanks you guys for listening to this edition of dr jones's veteran secrets podcast that was edition 92 questions or comments feel free to post a comment on my blog at veterinarysecrets.com forward slash blog i post all the podcasts there as well too you can also send me an email to podcast at veterinarysecrets.com once again thanks for listening i look forward to talking to you guys again next week this is dr jones Thank you.